Welcome to another exciting week of ghost emoji. <laughs> ghost emoji. It's ghost emoji. I'm committing. It's ghost emoji. I asked if you were up for it tonight. No, I am up for it, but I was like, why am I doing this like slow? Like, uh, it's ghost emoji. It's fucking ghost emoji. I did so much research today. Hey, man, I feel you. I'm proud of you. I did. I did the the one for next week and this week. I feel so on top of it. Mm-hmm. She's on fire. So on top. Normally, I'm like, do I have to? <laughs> yes, you gotta. I did it. I did it this time. Uh, that's Becca, and I'm Taylor. Yeah, I'm Becca. <laughs> this is uh, we're your your co-hosts for all your ghosty conspiracy needs. But you know, sometimes you just need to get away for a little bit. I've been thinking of going to Denver. Don't, don't. <laughs> Becca, should I? Don't. <laughs> what don't. could go wrong? I mean, well, you'll have to go through the airport. I guess you could use the other airport. I don't know if it's still there. I didn't look into that. I want to use the DIA. The haunted ass fucking cursed one? Exactly. My My holiday vacation will not be complete. I will not... Be sated until I have flown into the jaws of the DIA. You need to take a picture with uh, a few of the landmarks oh, man. at the, the Denver International that- Airport. That's what this episode's about today, guys. <laughs> if we couldn't have beat around the bush more. I thought my segue was super good. You didn't like my bit? It was good. I just, I like being direct. I love a good bit. A bad bit. The the worse, the better. The bit. I love you so much. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, we talk about the DIA, the DIA, as the locals call it. It's also called the DIN, which I didn't understand at all. I was like, how is that? The DIN. It had a bunch of, like, abbreviations, and I was like, let's just go with DIA, because that one makes fucking sense. Like the DEN of evil? Yeah. Oh. No, it's just D-E-N. Oh. So. Like, short for Denver? I guess. Does anyone call it Denny? We could. Let's go to Denny's. The good one or the bad one? The bad one. I feel like that could be either. <laughs> How did you come up upon this this haunted aeropuerto? Well, Ryan and I were walking through the Santa Fe airport. Well, no, not Santa Fe. The Albuquerque airport. Santa Fe doesn't have an airport. We were uh, at the Albuquerque airport because we were in Santa Fe last week. And I was talking about how I wanted to do an episode on ley lines. And that's what we're doing next week. Surprise, shock, spoilers. And he was like, oh, I bet the Denver International Airport is on a ley line. And I was like, why? He was like, because there's fucking crazy shit happening at the Denver International Airport. He was like, there's tons of conspiracy theories and, like, there's Nazi stuff. He was like, it's bananas. There's a haunted horse. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll look into that. So You had me at haunted horse as a spooky former horse girl, recovering horse girl. You need a picture with it. (laughs) I'll take a picture with that demon dick. It's 32 fucking feet tall. I'm going to climb it like a mountain. Do it. (laughs) Climb that horse like a fucking mountain or a tree. So the basic facts are the Denver International Airport is commonly known as the DIA, and it's an international airport located in Denver, Colorado, um, at no, 33.53 acres. It's the largest airport in the United States by total land area. I'm wondering if they were that specific about it because there's like another airport that's like 33.5 two acres <laughs> probably probably so it opened to the public on february 28th 1995 after numerous delays and being nearly two billion dollars over budget yowza yeah and as of 2017 it's the 20th busiest airport in the world and the fifth busiest in the united states by passenger traffic handling 61,379,396 passengers. I, I don't know how they get, like, such accurate amounts. I think that they should just be, like, around this. <laughs> is that, you like, the I mean? total number of passengers it's ever had, or is that per year? What kind of number is that? I'm guessing that's per year, but I don't know. Ouch, no, Baba. no, maybe that's total. I can't tell. I mean, we don't know. 
how many people going in and out of this portal to hell. I don't know. Wikipedia didn't give me that much information. <laughs> and honestly, this is just sort of to give you an idea of like how large it is, how busy it is, etc. But anyways, do you want to talk about the construction? Yeah, I can. I can uh, dabble in this. Let me dip my toe in to this construction tail. Oh, damn. It took them for ding ding ever to get this thing going. Originally uh-huh. <laughs> conceptualized in 1980. We weren't even born yet. No, we weren't even a glimmer. We would never, we didn't exist in a world without the idea of the Denver airport. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see, the air, uh, originally conceptualized in 1980, the Denver airport was drama, very drama. Much drama. City already had a perfectly functional and nice airport. Not great, but nice. In Stapleton International, which was just 16 miles away. Um, so a lot of the locals were against the construction and thought the whole thing was a big waste of space and money, which I get. Mm-hmm. There was organized protests against the Denver Regional Council of Government's decision to break ground on a new airport, but obviously didn't do anything because they still did it. Yep. Once they actually started building it, the opening was delayed several times. The layout and the design were constantly changing. They had to deal with more protests. Construction kept getting delayed due to inclement weather rotating cast of contractors. I wonder why the contractors kept coming in and out, if that was, like, because they were having incidents or if it was just a money thing. I don't know. It's it's really, like, vague about some of that stuff, but it wouldn't surprise me if there were incidents or just... I know that, like, even when Ryan's parents were just working on their first house they had in Plano, they had to go through a bunch of different contractors because the first one they hired was supposed to redo the bathroom and he put the toilet way too close to the shower so you couldn't open the shower door. And like, sometimes it's just you hire a contractor that's a fucking idiot. And so you have to like switch them out. So I don't know. Could be something as simple as that, or it could be more complicated or spooky. Nazis. Or Nazis. Yeah. Let's see. Um, so they're finally getting close and then in april of 1994 one month before the airport was scheduled to open reporters were invited out to view a test of the -the state-of-the-art automated baggage system when the bags flew off the carousel and into the air damn did it hit anybody take anybody out it didn't say it did but it obviously was not safe (laughs) so I kept waiting for them to be like, and someone like tripped and their bag got caught on it and then they got sucked into it and turned into reporter spaghetti. Yeah, no, there's not any like reports of like in weird deaths or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just all of the weird like conspiracy theory stuff. Well, and how long it took to just to get together. Yeah. Seems like a lot of chaos. <laughs> yep. Let's see. So because of that, they pushed back the opening a little bit. And then finally, in February 1995, 60 months late and $2 billion over budget <laughs> for a reported total of $4.8 billion, um, in addition to the costly baggage system, which according to conspiracy theorists doesn't even work that well today, an intricate concourse system was also pushed pus- in. Was also puss into the thing. Let me make my mouth parts work. <laughs> uh, an intricate concourse system was also put in. But even that, truthers say, doesn't account for an additional couple of billions. Where did the money go? Why did construction take so long? Why did Denver need a new airport when they already had one that was just totally fine and good? Not great, but fine. Yep. Just like everyone's like, it's okay. It's okay, I guess. <laughs> it's not, I mean, not four point eight billion dollars go okay though. Uh, like oof. the layout and design is sort of weird. So basically, when you like look at it overhead, we have a picture. Um, you can notice that the elaborate crisscrossing of the airport's runways come together to form the shape of a swastika, which is gross because <laughs> that's what people have noticed. Is they're like, why is this shaped like this? Why would you do that? And I mean, it could just be poor thought design, I guess. But the airport covers 53 square miles of sprawling, virtually empty land. As you approach it, you might notice the large rolling hills that surround the airport, but they aren't actually hills. The area was pretty flat before the airport was built. And the hills are actually mounds that have been that were formed when the area was excavated during construction. And over 110 million cubic yards of earth were removed from the ground, which is enough to cover 32 city blocks, 
to a depth of one quarter mile if dumped into a single pile in order to build out the tunnels for the baggage system, which doesn't even work very good, and the concourses. Mm. Or, if you follow the uh, conspiracy, it's for the New World Bunker. Ooh. Yeah. According to truthers, that amount of earth exceeds the size of the airport, regardless of the baggage claim system and the various concourses. Unless, of course, there's more that meets the eye. The New World Bunker. <laughs> which, for those of you who don't know, the New World Order is... Uh, it's like a Nazi organization. Mm. Gross. Is it like a general one? Is it specifically related to like the Nazis from like the Third Reich and stuff? Or is it like a, a new Nazi thing? I was nervous to look it up. So <laughs> let's look. I would be nervous too. Well, the New World Order is technically a conspiracy theory. But oh, okay. um, it's a secretive power elite with a globalist agenda conspiring to eventually rule the, rule the world through an authoritarian world government which would replace sovereign nation states and an all-encompassing propaganda whose ideology hails the establishment of the New World Order as the culmination of history's progress. Hmm. It's oftentimes related to Nazis and Freemasons and Illuminati and all sorts of just fucked up shit. <laughs> they refer to it as the Fourth Reich sometimes to uh, imply that its state ideology and government will be similar to Germany's Third Reich. It's just like the evolution of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like it comes into, like, a, it's been attributed to a lot of different things, like alien invasion, New Age, Fourth Reich, like I said, Freemasonry, Roundtable, Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Illuminati, like it's it gets kind of passed around, but I know the scariest version is definitely like the Fourth Reich to me, anyways. Eh, I mean that one seems like it'd be the most uh, plausible at this point. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. and also the most likely because of the influx of fucking Nazi youth. Lately. Yeah, oh, no, that's what I meant. That's yeah. I feel like that's the one that I would be the most worried about actually coming to fruition because people, regardless of whether they've always been there or not. I can't tell if there's more of them or if it's just people being more emboldened to act out what they've been feeling for a while. Yeah. Rude. Yep. So it's, it's like probably not true, but also just some of the stuff that like the fact that it's, there's all these like underground tunnels supposedly and they dug out a lot of like, it's just a little weird, I guess is what I'm saying, but it may have just been really shitty contractors. So (laughs) who knows? They're like, I already dug this up. Well, I want to dig up another thing. This is my dirt pile. That just makes me think of, like, when you're driving down from Dallas to, like, Houston, you're going along 45, you get to a certain point where you pass a landfill on one side, and you get a little bit farther down, and there's, like, these really picturesque little homes built on these giant, kind of of out-of-nowhere hills. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. It's like you can see the little roads going down and it just looks very idyllic. And then you realize that it's old mountains of trash that they've like cultivated so that they can reuse the land, which in a way I guess is good. But I would still be nervous about living on a uh, big old pile of garbage. Yeah. I don't care how much sod or whatever they put on top of it, but it looks very cute. I'm curious about if it's stanky or not. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a risk I wouldn't want to take. <laughs> to live on top of a cute little hill, though? A garbage hill. It's my garbage hill. <laughs> it's my hill of garbage. I mean, if it was all of my garbage personally, then yeah, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> it's not. Even, I would like to think I can't make that much garbage, but maybe I can. Just not trying hard enough. <laughs> be more wasteful. <laughs> Uh, What's the explanation part go over? I I read over some of this, but I didn't dive into everything. Some of it didn't really make sense. Like, I was reading this article. Most of the, like, most of the debunking sort of ideas or or the sort of um, things that brush up against the the theories and stuff and say, like, "Mm, no, is from an article by uh, Colin St. John from Thrillist, the website. Uh, He apparently went to the Denver International Airport and spoke with Heath Montgomery, uh, the airport's media relations chief, and asked him a bunch of questions and stuff like that. And this basically, Montgomery says to Colin, he's like, did you read or hear anywhere that I was there on day three of the airport's opening when the luggage operations and trams weren't working, he asks me. 
And Colin says, no, I didn't hear that. And Montgomery says, passengers were directed through tunnels containing some of the finest gold leaf mosaic artistry I've ever seen. Artwork that makes uh, Tanguma's beautiful murals pale by comparison. And uh, Tanguma is the person who, the artist who did all of the murals in the um, DIA, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But so thereafter, when the trams began operating, those alternate passageways were closed and Montgomery says, why do you believe airport financiers would spend vast fortunes commissioning art that travelers would never see? So Montgomery explains why even if he's asked to, he can't give full tours of the lower levels, which some have postulated to contain like command terminals or even a FEMA concentration camp. And he says, even when we take reporters or TV crews into the secured parts of the building, you can't just take people everywhere. It's either not safe or there's a security reason. So no matter what, there's always something you can't show somebody. And that doesn't help the the, the like conspiracy case. Uh, the airlines lease space from us, so they have a lot of office space, workspace down in the tunnels that is their space and not ours. They pay for it. So basically he's confirming like there there are tunnels down there that they were planning on using and have like gold leaf mosaic all over the place. So it makes you wonder like was there possibly like a group that made this and they're just keeping even like people who are directly related to it in the dark? I don't know. So he's saying like, oh no, it's no big deal. But at the same time, I'm like, the vagueness that you're giving is making it seem even more suspicious. Do they actually know for sure that those tunnels are there? Like people have been in them and they just aren't allowed in there anymore? Or is it something like... My uncle works at the Denver airport, and he told me that there's tunnels down there. No, I mean, he's been in the tunnels. But but now they're all just closed off. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It is weird. And that's why I'm like, I feel like maybe you're being told things, and you're saying, like, no, that's the truth. And it's like, but do you actually know? <laughs> mm. You know? Let me in. I want to see him. Yep, same. I want to see that gold leaf. Let me at it. I, I want to touch it. With my mouth. That's my fetish. Beckett, everything can't be your fetish. It's not a fetish anymore if you're into everything. That's the truth. You'll never know what is actually my fetish and what is not because I say everything's my fetish. It's how I keep myself safe. I know the one that you're actually always actually about. It's your one bed trope, your fan fiction trope. I love it. Oh no, we're stuck in this remote cabin. There's only one bed. What shall we oh, do? Oh no. There's only one sleeping bag. Oh, here, I'll <laughs> sleep on the floor. You take it. And then they wake up in the middle of the night and they're snuggled up. Oh no, the the heater broke. Oh, what will we do? <laughs> I like yeah. how in these stories that you actually enjoy, it's probably not this old, wizened, weird person who's no. like, oh, golly gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever actually read any uh, fan fiction it's about that. It's like an that, old so. witch man. Hello? No, no witch man. Scary old dudes sharing I'm a mummy. Stuff. Mm. I'm a mummy no. and I need love. That's my fetish. Okay. <laughs> no, Damn it, Becca. <laughs> Alright, what's this time capsule? Did you ever make a time capsule, like, in, in middle school or elementary school? They ever make you, like, draw a photo of your family and, and put it in a box and bury it in the backyard? If they did, I, that box is in a totally different place. <laughs> no one's ever gonna dig it up. Yeah. It's just waiting. I remember I, uh, like, I put some photos and, like, a friendship bracelet and maybe, like, a, uh, like a pound puppy or something, like a My Littlest Pet Shop figurine inside of one of those old like caboodles not the full-on big caboodle what did they call them like the little pencil cases that were real big in middle school trapper keeper ah maybe got one of those probably didn't bury it anywhere though i think it just like hid it in my closet and then probably found it when i moved to college I was like what is this the craftsmanship hmm. on this friendship bracelet is terrible it's garbage <laughs> we are not friends forever ah yeah their uh, time capsule is is probably much much sturdier and much more significant. Uh, let's see. So at the Denver International Airport, the Dia, the Den, the Denny, a dedication marker and plaques surrounding the airport maintain that it was funded by the New World Airport Commission, which does not sound like a made up organization. 
the New World Airport Commission. Um, but if you do a little digging, there is no such group, which is why people believe it's actually a Nazi group, the New World Order. Why is it spelled like that? Uh, in Becca's notes, she spelled it Nazi with a Y, which just makes me think of Cotton from King of the Hill. Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> Nazi. Ugh. Cotton was a piece of shit, but he did hate Nazis. Let's see. So, they think it's the New World Order, just masquerading under a, a fake name. Um, there's also a sealed time capsule underneath the capstone bequeathing the time capsule contents to the people of Colorado in 2094, which is so long into the future I can't even imagine. It's only 100 years, but it's wacky to me. Yeah, we'll be dead. I know. So I guess that's like 100 years. If it was done in 1994, mm. what's in it? What's in it? I don't know. They didn't say. I feel like normally, like, you know, they'll make a list of what they're putting in it. Probably. I bet there's a way to find out. I just didn't look that hard. Do you think there's a copy of Twilight in it? Twilight wasn't written yet. Ah, oh, shoot. But that's a good Parks and Rec. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's very good. I appreciate that. Uh, what is a Twilight equivalent from 1994? Was a Goofy movie out yet? Do you think there's a copy of the Goofy movie in there? <laughs> I don't know. I just really like the the equivalent. (laughs) Goofy movie is a classic that will survive the test of time. I mean, Twilight. They go into the woods. It's a beautiful story of a a father and son. Oh wait, that's not Twilight. (laughs) What are you talking about? Now I just really want to know when a Goofy movie came out. Give me a second. Nineteen ninety-five. Damn it. The people of the future will not have a pristine VHS copy of a Goofy movie. Damn it. Ugh. What movie before 1994? Had Titanic come out yet? Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it had yet. Maybe E.T. Put E.T. in there. I bet I will bet you one of those E.T. fucking video games is in there. (laughs) What about All Dogs Go to Heaven? 1989. Okay. Perfect. All Dogs Go to Heaven has my vote. What a relief. <laughs> all right, back back to what's important, I guess. Um, all right, so other theories suggest that since the plaques depict the Masonic square and compass symbol, um, which is like the Freemason symbol, I guess, it must be yeah. an Illuminati group. Adding fuel to that fire is the date of the airport's dedication, March 19th, 1994. If you add up those numbers together, one, nine, one, nine, nine, four. It equals 33, the highest level one can achieve in Freemasonry, and which represents perfection. That, I just said perfection. Sometimes I slur my words, so I want to make sure. It represents perfection. That's my fetish. Ah, fuck. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There is positive that the $2 billion that the airport went over budget went into building the Illuminati's HQ beneath the airport with their illustrious golden tunnels. Yep. Allegedly, when the airport was first built, it somehow screwed up the first five buildings, and instead of removing them, they're said to have been buried dot 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 dot. Right? (laughs) What? I know. I feel like you could do, like, a pretty easy, like, almost said ultrasound. What do they do to, like, the ground when they, like, send a pulse down to see, like, if there's something buried? I have no idea. I feel like it might just be called a pulse. We could give it an ultrasound, you know, put some jelly <laughs> on it. Put some of that Where's cold, cold jelly on the ground and just Where's the baby? push it around until you find those buildings. It's a building. It's a building. It's a terminal. Oh, a beautiful bouncing building. Uh, no gold, though. No I just gold. feel like, I mean, maybe at the time people weren't being as into it. And, well, I mean, there's still protests and stuff. So people were keeping an eye on it. You feel like they would notice if there was buildings and then they buried them? What do they mean buried a building? Like they sunk it? I mean. Or is it in one of those hills they were talking about? They just like pushed some dirt up on it? Well, I mean, they they, I guess, dug, like, a quarter of a mile down. So, I don't know. They just, like, put a bomb in the basement and blow it up? I have no idea. This shit sounds bananas. Like, the whole thing, <laughs> I don't understand it. It sounds like they were working in some sort of alternate dimension and then just were like, oh, okay, well, here it is. Let's see. 
Um, so some of the other conspiracies claim that the airport is hiding underground tunnels and secret bunkers, which isn't a new part of the conspiracy, but that Mm-mm. they're actually supposed to house world leaders in case of some disaster dela- or blah, blah, blips. <laughs> which yes. is, that's how I feel about my ability to talk today. It's a disaster. <laughs> um, secret bunkers meant to house the world leaders in case of some disaster or apocalypse. So, kind of, it's like a Venn diagram of Nazis, secret world leaders. And I guess there's always a chance that some of those secret world leaders, or world leaders could be secretly Nazis. Or outwardly Nazis. The theorists can't seem, I feel like there's different camps. Like, some of them are like, no, it's the Nazis. And some of them are like, no, it's the world leaders. And then some of them are like, no, it's the Illuminati. And I'm like, it's probably none of them. It's probably just, like, maybe... I don't know, the CIA or the FBI is, like, renting out fucking offices underneath there and doing weird <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. That's where the X-Files are. Yep. But um, according to media relations chief Heath Montgomery, which we mentioned earlier. Our boy Heath. He says that in 1994, a group called the New World Airport Commission did exist. It just doesn't anymore. And it was celebrating the opening of the airport. And the inscription is supposed to read the new comma- World Airport Commission. I don't know how that proves that there's a difference, but okay, Montgomery, whatever the fuck you say. Like, grammatically, that doesn't really make any more sense. No. I was like, I don't, how does that, how does that prove anything, honey? I don't, (laughs) what do you mean? No, there's a comma. Like, great. (laughs) Great. That doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Um, And then he says that the mason symbols are on the capstone because the masons did make the capstone for them. And it's not uncommon to have masons be part of a large public facility opening, like an airport or other, you know, public works. Which, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it does, I guess. But at the same time, like, the masons are – I've tried to do some research on them and i know mark has as well because he's like very fascinated by them and i'm just like something rubs me the wrong way about them but can't find anything like specifically i don't know ever since i read from hell i'm just like okay they're definitely evil but yep yep but they're all over the place and so it just sometimes you know like there's a, a freemason lodge just on main street in the town where we live and so when i'm like driving down to drop off recycling there's just a lodge right there Nothing else on the front of the building. There's just like a, the brick face and then a glass door and then they've got like a little decal on it with just the little, let's call it a protractor, but whatever that their little main symbol is called with like the ruler and the G in the middle and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd say even if they're not strictly evil, I just, from what I can find, it's, it's a very big boys club and I don't like that. There's, like, a a girl, a girl version, a, a like, women's version. I don't know if it's, like, the sisters of something or whatever, but you can't be a lady mason. And so I don't want any part of your evil organization anyway. You can't have this. You can't have me. You can't have me. You can't have me. Angelica from the rug. That was a really good impression. (laughs) I know you appreciate my, my... I love your Angelica <laughs> antics. I feel like it comes up more often than I would like to admit as a grown adult, but I can't change who I am. No, I like it. More, please. <laughs> Can I have some more? So, yeah. Heath Montgomery, you have convinced me of nothing. Congratulations. Yeah, I was really hoping for more. I was like, oh boy, this is going to give me all the answers I need. And I feel like I was just left going like, I really wanted you to disprove this, please. <laughs> Because it stresses me out. <laughs> and I feel like he was just like, well, you know, it's because they say it's not. And I'm like, that's not, that didn't, okay. Keith, you're not trying hard enough. Tell me about Blucifer. Blucifer. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I was hoping that this would be my one to read because it's just so much. So this is not, I guess, not actually in the airport, but when you are approaching the airport, you will see Blucifer, the demon horse. <laughs> a sculpture of a giant blue Mustang with glowing red eyes that greets visitors as they approach. It's 32 feet tall and 9,000 pounds. It cuts a terrifying figure in the stark landscape. Ooh, I'm getting chills. Am I hard? <laughs> Am I Am hard? I Am I hard? 
Oh, no. Okay, I'm not really har- I'm scared. Um, it's surrounded by nothing but passengers driving by. Built by artist Luis Jimenez, it symbolizes the wild spirit of the old American West. Why couldn't they have had, like, a statue of Fievel? God, if I don't know. Why does it have to be Blucifer, the giant fucking blue demon horse? Why couldn't we have had, like, a nice, sweet immigrant mouse who just wants to find his family and loves to hang out in the wild, wild west? Why could we get, like, a, a statue of a giant spider as made famous in the in the really good movie Wild Wild West, Wild Wild West starring? Um, I've never seen that movie. It has Will Smith in it. I have, unfortunately. Who Who's starring in it with Will Smith? Who Who shared top billing on that? You look it up while I keep thinking about the wild spirit of the old American West. I think he just wanted to make a giant blue horse, and then when they were like, why? He was like, what, um... Why not? Cowboys. Cowboy, baby. <laughs> oh, no. They played that at work today, and it was, like, completely uncensored. I did not yeah, I understand like what it. had happened. Um, so Salma Hayek is in Wild West. Ah, uh, okay. Wild Wild West, and Kevin Klein and Will Smith, obviously. Uh, Kevin Klein does not ring any bells. I don't know if I would know his face if I saw it. I feel it. like maybe this killed his career. No, R.I.P. Um, in 2006, the horse, the big, big horse, was being moved when a massive... Shit. When a massive piece broke off and fell on him in as... He, he brought you live, Blucifer? What the fuck? Severed an artery in his leg, and he did die. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Ah, oh, I'm sorry, Luis. I didn't mean to give you such a hard time. You are dead. Yep. Oh. Ugh. Okay, so according to theorists, the horse symbolizes the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, which is death, and is indicative of the Earth's eventual demise. Also, you can see it's a dick. (laughs) I like Becca's... Also, she's like, is that necessary? No, I mean, not really. It could have been, like, a lady horse. I feel like that's just... That's just some someone wanted that. He probably like had it and it probably didn't have a dick and they were like, Where's the dick? Like, Well sir, I didn't think that was the most important part. You know, it's really supposed to symbolize the wild spirit of the old American West at a dick. Then it's got big scary like black veins going through its body and like its eyes glow red and it's just it's very frightening looking. Like it's nightmare fuel. Do they actually like glow like at night? Are they like lit up? Or is it just the contrast of the blue horse and then this giant fucking scary eye. We'll be posting photos of all these beautiful works of art. Yeah, the the light there's lights inside of it. Nice, nice, nice. Fuck. <laughs> Boy howdy. Apparently the there was there's an article talking about how the DIA planned to cut the lights on two iconic fixtures on Saturday for an hour to help the environment. This was like two years ago, and the title is Blucifer's Red Eyes Are Going Dark on Saturday. Super. That doesn't sound fucking terrifying. It's like, I need to rest. I have much work to do. <laughs> I must rest. I've claimed the blood of my creator. I must rest now. I don't know. It's like the, the horse really fucking freaks me out, if we're being real. Is Blucifer like a name that people gave it, or is it yeah, it's like official title? Okay. See, when you say nickname, that makes me think it's, like, a cool, fun, like, you know. (laughs) Something cute? You know. No. (laughs) Not cute. Uh, My family calls Uh -uh. me T. That's my nickname. No, Blucifer is something that you call something truly evil and blue. Oof. I'm excited to post that on Twitter. So, this last one is the one that I feel is the, like, least strong, honestly, like, of the theories. Um, it's just people misunderstanding an artist's intention. Yeah, I could see that. And I mean, they are unnerving. I think it's one of those things yeah. where maybe they should have made clearer the tone they were going for. Mm-hmm. Unless it truly is a bunker for Nazis. But it is stuff that like if I'm walking, when I'm walking through like the airport at Love Field, you know, I feel like it's all photos of wheat and grass and big techs and stuff, yeah. not children in glass coffins yeah so the the murals are a little dark um and then there's another one that i didn't include the picture of and the other thing i have to say is like 
the DIA has like a ton of other like art installations and things. And there's a big, there's like a Mexico City gallerist that, or no, sorry, there's a interior garden that was like kind of hazardous. And there's, you know, a lot of like maintenance, there's installation leaks, there's pests. It's just, there's a lot of like stuff going on in the DIA that's not even what we're touching on. Like, I think they just really got in and over their heads. Um, But anyways, there's another mural that's part of um, the one, the um, Children of the World Dream of Peace, which is like, if we're describing it, it's like a bunch of kids. There's a big, huge rainbow in the background. There's a bunch of kids from all over the world. And at the bottom, there's a like, it looks like a Nazi soldier with like a gas mask and a like an automatic weapon. And he's laying on the ground and there's like a red ribbon in front of him. And then there's like an orange ribbon and then it's the rainbow. And then to the left of that, the rainbow tapers off and there's another like scary ass looking soldier with a gas mask and like an automatic weapon and a sword and yeah he's, he's got like, like two big like scimitar machete looking things yeah and it's really unnerving there's two doves that are on the nazi that's laying down yes so the murals inside the airport are by artist leo tanguma and the airport's already sprinkled with strange iconography, like a, a gargoyle by the bathroom. Hell yeah. A tiny devil popping out of a suitcase at baggage claim. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just weird shit. And uh, and then a lot of theorists say this: these two murals specifically are saturated with, like, Illuminati symbolism, which I don't really agree. They're just sort of unsettling. Like, I get what he was trying to do, but... I think Illuminati sometimes is, like, a catch-all when people think they're like, oh, this is iconography that I don't understand, but it's kind of ominous and I think represents, like, a larger organization. But then it doesn't actually have anything to do with the Illuminati. Yeah. So this is uh, Children of the World Dream of Peace. That's the one we just described. So underneath the painting reads um, this. It says, I was once a little child who longed for other worlds, but I am no no more a child, for I have known fear. I have learned to hate how tragic then is youth, which lives with enemies, with gallow ropes. Yet I still believe I only sleep today that I'll wake up a child again and start to laugh and play. And it's an excerpt from a poem that's attributed to a 14-year-old boy who died in Auschwitz, um, which leads theorists to believe that the painting was commissioned by the Illuminati or New World Order and that a Nazi uprising via the underground bunker is imminent, which I that's stretching. Like, yeah. I don't understand how they got there, but whatever. I feel like that's almost proving the opposite because it's yeah. a poem by someone who if this was truly being, like, funded and stuff by Nazis, they're not going to celebrate the words of, like, a child who died in one of their death camps. Exactly. So, anyways, so then the other painting is In Peace and Harmony with Nature. It's hard to describe. It's like... This one's got a lot more going on. I feel like the other one is just like, oh, it's children, there's a rainbow, and then there's, like, a Nazi taking a nap slash dead at the bottom. This has got a bunch of children, like, from different parts of the world and stuff. And there's sort of like a, I would say, like, there's a forest in the background and then, like, a some sort of bird and monkeys. And they're all looking at this, like, beautiful rainbow flower. There's and an then, ocean. There's a whale jumping up. But then there's another part where there's, like, like, First Nations or Native American person, like, laying down and then in a coffin. And then there's a child in a coffin and... There are people looking at them, and then there's, like, a penguin in a glass... It's very strange. The the tones of just the different panels are so uh, different. Because in both of them, I feel like there's, like, the middle one that's, like, kind of nice and happy, and then it'll be, like, the second panel is um, explosions, fire, mounted buffalo head, the ribs of an elephant, you know, a child looking... Forests on fire. Really fucking sad. A jaguar... You know, laying down, obviously dead. A sea turtle looking really freaked out. Yeah. So this painting, quote, addresses the destruction of the environment with one part showing the extinction of life with children and animals in glass coffins, while the other shows humanity coming together and rehabilitating nature. And so Leo Tanguma denies any conspirational 
symbolism in the paintings and has stated the murals depict man-made environmental destruction and genocide along with humanity coming together to heal nature and live in peace. Which, when you read his that, you're like, okay, yeah, that's what it's about. It's obviously not like anything else. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of a weird thing to see in an airport. Like, it would be totally normal to see in a gallery, but I feel like seeing it as a mural, like, huge in an airport, it's a little, like, upsetting. Yeah, I, I think it's like, I'm I'm here, I'm just trying to catch a flight and get through customs so I can go on vacation with my family, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm not ready right now to confront, you know, the idea of my mortality and my carbon footprint and how much I feed into this system of capitalism and earth death i just you know i want to grab a starbucks and get on my flight and get going also i'm trying not to think about my plane crashing and dying horribly or (laughs) you know like being sucked out a window like if we could just if you could just chill that would be great no chill (laughs) Just, just a little bit chill is over basically what the artist has to say about it and like in reference to children of the world He said that it's supposed to be a powerful mural expressing the artist's desire to abolish violence in society. Um, Nobody ever looks at the artist's statement. Montgomery says, oh, is this what's his face again? Is this Heath? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Heath. Okay. So he's actually making sense right now. Uh, The conspiracy people will look at these and say it's showing fire and destruction and the new world order and the collapse of society and civilization. It's such a far stretch to make. Children of the World has proven to be the most contentious and startling mural. Many wonder what a Nazi in a gas mask on a mural is doing in a busy American airport and what it might signify. The children are living in a world that does have war and violence and a lot of bad things, but they're dreaming of a world where that doesn't exist and the world is cohesive and peaceful, explains Montgomery. So he could say something cohesive like that, but then the other one he's trying to explain, it's a comma. Some of his explanations, I was just like, okay. Uh, Maybe they misquoted him. I'm giving everybody a hard time today. (laughs) I just was not convinced, and I really wanted to be convinced. Mm -hmm. So do you think that it's, like, the conspiracies are true? I mean, I feel like there probably is something that they're using those underground tunnels for that they're not, like, being honest about, just because, like... Even Montgomery was like, oh, yeah, we're not allowed to take anybody down there because it's not safe. And I'm like, but you take people down there sometimes. And he's like, well, yeah. And it's like. But why? Oh, you know, nothing special. If it's if it's not safe in the tunnels, then the structure of the airport isn't safe. So why are people still in the airport? I just, <laughs> the logic doesn't make sense to me. So just that sounds fishy enough for me to go like, I don't necessarily think it's the Illuminati or Nazis or anything like that, like, it's probably far less insidious. It's just weird and sort of stupid. (laughs) What do you think? I mean, I think I would go along with that, that it's probably something from the government. I don't know. It could just be, like, some sort of weird research facility, and they need that specific area. You know, either something related to, like, flight, or, I don't know, maybe, like, seismic activity in that area. But Mm -hmm. it just seems like a lot of work to go to make it an airport specifically, which is an area where we're going to have lots of people trampling around your area that you want to keep secret. But maybe it's just them being like, well, we'll just put it, you know, if it's in plain sight, no one's going to think anything of it. Little did they know that we've got a lot of free time and a very big imagination. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I, I don't personally think it's Nazis. Still mm-hmm. fucking hate Nazis. And I think that they're a big problem, but I don't know if, if this is necessarily a part of the problem. I also just don't want to consider that they're that organized, honestly. I just want to believe that they're a bunch of fuckheads doing <laughs> uh, dumb shit. We w- it would be nice to believe that, but you also need to probably plan that they're not, just in case. Yeah. But, yeah. So, okay, well, I guess I've never actually been to this airport, but I hope one day to look into Lucifer's beautiful glowing eyes full of love and admiration and scream and fucking horror and just pray that he doesn't uh drop a hoof on me and cut my fucking leg off so that's the the basics of the denver international airport Mm. i would love to hear something uh uplifting and nice like a recommendation of something that is not a 
demon horse. <laughs> that killed its maker? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Um, oh, I don't know. You go first. I would like to recommend another podcast called Sinisterhood. There's a girl that I went to high school with. She made a cool podcast. And it's three ladies that I think they met at like, they do improv together or something like that down in Dallas. So they're funny and they're smart. Like one of them is a lawyer and they talk about like true crime, cult stuff. Um, They did an episode on Annabelle the doll and kind of like touched on like uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren and stuff like that. It's just really interesting. I think they put it out once a week. I can't remember. It's just good. And I'm glad that they're doing as well as they are. It seems like they've got a, a pretty good, healthy following already. And you can be a part of that following. And uh, mm. it's called Sinisterhood. You know, like sisterhood, but it's Sinisterhood because it's scary. Boo. Boo. <laughs> and I'm sure you can find it. I follow them on iTunes. I'm sure you can follow them in lots of other places. But if you like that kind of stuff, which if you're listening to us, you probably do. And you just want more because you're a glutton for spooky, scary stuff. I would definitely check them out. My recommendations... Hmm. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff that I want to check out, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I could talk about that. My friend Cass has been watching uh, the Buzz or not? Is it Buzz? Is it Buzzfeed? The Paranormal? What is it? Yeah, Buzzfeed Unsolved, which is with um, these two guys, Ryan and Shane, and I guess it's on YouTube, maybe. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like a documentary entertainment sort of series. Oh man, it's going for eight seasons what the hell it originally aired in 2016 anyways so it follows um wait 2016 and they have eight seasons yeah i don't understand how that works how the fuck <laughs> basically ryan bergara and shane madej which i'm hoping i'm pronouncing those correctly they discuss unsolved crimes haunted places demonic possessions historical occurrences that defy explanation uh, presenting them and the theories that surround them in a dark yet comedic manner. I don't know if you've seen the like. There's there's like a compilation on Tumblr where where Ryan is walking around being like demon, demon, and basically just insulting them and being a shit. <laughs> so I really want to watch it because Cass has been watching it and she said it's super funny and she was like. The two guys apparently are very cute with each other, and she's like, I'm not sure if they're dating or if they're just best friends. She's like, but super cute interactions, so funny, they're hilarious. So I'm I'm looking forward to checking that out, which I'm planning on watching that tonight. And then um, the other thing that I thought was cool was uh, this person on Tumblr has this really cool game that they made that seems like it would be really fun to play, but I don't. I think you have to like join their patron. Their Patreon or something, but it's called Night Shift, and they made a like PS One style slasher terror game, Ooh. and it's where you take a job at a desolate convenience store and you get put on the graveyard shift, and as you try to work, you feel somebody watching you from the distance, and like it looks so fucking spooky and so good, and I want to play it so bad, but I think you have to become a patron, so I'm considering uh-huh. that because I really want to play it. The graphics are like peak ps1 and (laughs) for some reason i feel like that's really effective for horror games because everything kind of looks a little like smudgy Mm -hmm. i don't know it it just it seems like it would be fun to play so those are my and let me see who is it by who is it by who's it by the patreon is puppet combo and they're making 80s horror games so i guess that's sort of their like thing have they already made it or is it like a not Patreon. What do they call it? Like a Kickstarter kind of thing for it? Or can you play it now? No, you can play it now. There's also it on um, Steam. Let me play a it. game called Night Ripper. And it's uh, you play a character. Rachel must walk home alone after work, but a short trip goes astray when the streets are cordoned off due to another slang and she's forced down a back alley. Unfortunately for her, the Ripper isn't done for the night. It's just a bunch of like sort of spooky like ps1 style games and some of them are a little more like rendered but there's i guess if you become a patron um you're able to uh access all of their games Mm. so i'm gonna i think try that because it seems like it'd be fun yeah well let me know if there's like a way like if it is on like steam or 
itch.io or anything like that i think it's on itch.io so actually if you want i can wait and we can try and play it together because i'm scared of scary games i'll be there i'll hold your hand well, I won't okay. hold your hands if we're playing. <laughs> Maybe we can record it. That would be fun. <laughs> we'll we'll see if I can handle it. I talk a big game, but uh, I also get spooked. I'm the biggest weenie. So. I finally, like, just today installed Detention, which is like that. I can't remember if I talked about it on here, but it's like a like a horror game that's supposed to be taking place during the, what's it called? The White Rebellions? I can't remember, but it's supposed to be during, like, a time of, like, upheaval and, like, china and you play someone who's like out of school and you basically like wake up and everything's gone to shit after you like fall asleep in detention and it just looks scary and i really want to play it but i've been putting it off because i'm afraid i don't blame you i get super spooked by that kind of stuff well i guess i think that's gonna do it for us for this week if you aren't already you can follow us on like itunes or apple podcasts uh, we're hosted on Podbean, so you can follow us there. We're also on Google Play um, and probably a lot of other podcatchers. I'm not sure which ones we automatically get added to, but however you want to follow us, that's the best way to keep up with uh, when we put out new episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter. We're at Ghost Emoji Show, and we don't post a ton. We mainly just put when we've got new episodes, but like we'll post photos from this one of the mural and Lucifer and Lucifer's penis. I don't actually think we have, like, a close-up photo of Lucifer's penis, but it'll be there. Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer. Let me see. Uh, our intro and outro music is by Soft and Furious, and the song's called Post Yes, and it's very good. And if you have any questions or stories or just want to say hello, you can contact us at uh, ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Anything else that you can think of? Nope, that's it. Okay. Till next time, always remember to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.